Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? It did not come home. Raj cried. I heard people screaming and shouting from my flat. But I was doing my emails and my life admin, which is way more important when the match was actually on. I was kind of inconsolable. I wanted to go to Wembley and hug Saka and I was so glad that I wasn't crying in a pub and I could just move from my living room and go up to my bedroom and continue there. And then you know what happened after that? We all remembered that we live in a racist society and I remembered why I didn't go to a pub in the first place because I didn't feel like being called a patty that day. I hate going to pubs and even I wanted to go give him a hug. I felt for him, man. On that note, lol. welcome back to Thank You Next. I'm Raj, the person who bought an England shirt to support the team and now I have no idea what to do with it because I might get my head kicked in if I wear it or attend a match wearing it. I'm Heidi and I don't have that problem because I don't like football, but I do like a lot of other things, if you're wondering. And if you don't know what we do here, I'll fill you in. We reflect on the various relationships in our lives, get a deeper understanding of the L's we've taken in them and figure out what they taught us before we move on to the next one. On to the next one. On On to to the the next next one. one. And what we mean by the different relationships is a variety of relationships in our lives, our friends, our family, flatmates, colleagues, neighbours, acquaintances and the randoms that seem to hit on me every single week. And why is it always randoms? And not good quality people. How do you know the randoms aren't good quality people? Nah, man. They say weird shit. Like this guy who went past me on a bike and said, I like the way you walk. What's wrong with that? What does that even mean? He likes your swagger. He likes your strut. He likes your stride. He was bare old as well. This is the thing. He was uh, older than my dad. Stop it. He might like younger women. He might have thought you liked older men, you know? Do I like do I like older men? No, he didn't know that you like younguns. No. He didn't know you like younguns, didn't he? He didn't know. Go on, anyway, moving on. All right, so each week we remember our patron saint of moving on, Saint Ariana Grande, and say thank you next to shit that we need to move on from. And today we're going to be joined by TikTok king, content creator, and actor Rahul Rai. You might remember him from a film that was on Sky a while back called when harry wants to marry did you watch that Ardi? absolutely not i did watch it because i was so excited that there was like a movie out with brown dude in it i was like what is this but if you're not following this guy make sure you do it now he's the real rahul rai everywhere he will make you laugh okay hardy didn't even believe me when i told her he was coming on the podcast she was like nah 
I was in disbelief because this guy is actually the OG of TikTok. When it first blew up like over a year ago, all I could see was his face everywhere doing Kardashian impressions and like other shit. And I remember when TikTok discovered that he actually has another account. So he has two accounts, one where he does all his like acting, comedy stuff and like taking the piss and another one all about finance. And people had gone crazy to actually see him be a serious human being. Um, but yeah, you've definitely seen his face before. And we actually think that he is the OG of putting the towel on the head and pretending to be a woman. I, th- I think it was him who did it first. I think it was him who did it first too. But you know, if, if it was you, tell us, okay? Don't forget to tell us what you want to say, Thank You Next too. Email us at hifankynextpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your relationship lessons. I'm sure you've got bear going on right now. Are you out there? What are you doing? Tell us what's going on. Follow us on all of our socials for memes, videos from the episode, and for spicy photos of us, because we're hot. It's at Thank You Next Pod. Thank you. So we're going to get on to shit that went down this week. You experienced daylight robbery, did you? I got robbed. I. No, you got robbed. <laughs> I did get robbed. I got robbed. Shut up. Me and my friend were really hungry and weren't sure where to go. And I don't think we could really agree on cuisine. So we decided to go to Caravan in London. So you went somewhere slightly bougie. Yeah, but like stuff on the menu is not really that expensive. But Paddy, if I thought you were Mrs. I don't do bougie. I didn't do it because it was bougie. I went after work in like my trainers. I wasn't in that. There was a lot of like fashion blogger looking people. I was like, get a fucking grip, mate. There's a really good pizza place on Charlotte Street that does pizzas for three pounds, just so you know. Yeah. Really good pizzas. Yeah, I, I fucked it that day. We were just we just wanted somewhere to sit down. And anyway, we shouldn't we shouldn't have gone there. But yeah, pizza and one drink was twenty five quid and I was fuming. I was saying to you this is normal. That's normal, no? Then I realised it yeah, Domino's is actually quite expensive too. Domino's pizza's like fifteen quid or something. So then I realised maybe it's not too much, but I think that's daylight robbery. How much do you pay for a pizza normally? Uh twelve pound. From where? Uh, I can't remember the last time I bought pizza. I don't know, Frank and Manka? Yeah. Okay, let's have it. About 12 quid for a pizza. And then normally I'll get like a juice. But this time I got a cocktail, but 25 quid. And then I noticed after they had like 25 or 20% service charge. Yeah, they do. Oh, by the way, it was two of us and we both spent 25 quid on the same shit. So it was like 50 quid. I was like, sorry. Oh, you know what? It says their pizza's... It says £8.60 here. Yeah, so basically it's a joke. And I ain't going back there. Every time I go there, it's actually a letdown. Yeah, I've been to Caravan. I don't like the food in Caravan. I'll just say it. It's not very good. There you fucking go. When's the last time you uh, spent too much money? <laughs> not a lot on an item or something, but when you went out and you were like, fuck, I fucked it there. The last two times I've been out, I've spent probably more than what I budgeted for or whatever. But I also feel like <laughs> it's fine because we're not going out. We're not spending money on lunches. We're not spending money on dinners. So now when I go out, I'm like, yeah, I'll get the champagne. No, but how much more over did you go? Like, say if you had... All right, I need to be really honest. I never set myself a budget. I'm not a budget person. I'll just be like... Yeah, you're not. <laughs> uh, I'll be like, oh, do you want that? I'll get it for you. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, it's fine. And I looked at my account the other day, literally this morning, maybe I looked at it actually. And I was just like, oh... That's how much I spend. Ha ha ha. It's okay. It's okay. And also I'm getting Ubers everywhere because I refuse to get in a, I don't get in a train. I, I won't get in oh, a train. Oh yeah. Nah. How much is your Ubers coming to? Don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't look because it goes on my business account. So I'm just like, it's on business account. It's fine. I don't care. You made a very unique point to me the other day about why you think men are emotionally unavailable. 
I'm talking about men who watch football regularly, who support a premiership team, who watch all those matches and then watch the World Cup and Euros on top of that. Because I only ever watch the Euros or the World Cup, right? And it's really stressful. I genuinely thought I was going to have a heart attack a couple of times when I was watching England play. I could feel my heart pressure, like just, you know, going up and down. I started crying. I was shouting at the TV. I wanted to like grab that Italian guy that grabbed Saka and like, you know, beat him up and stuff. Lots of things wow. were coming out of my mouth. Lots of things were going through my mind. Did you swear? Yeah, yeah, I swear. My dad thinks it's really amusing to see me watch football. So I think they get more entertainment out of me and my reaction than what they're watching. It was just a really rough time. And then obviously it all ended in tears, right? Now men who go through that regularly, that pain. Turmoil. Yeah. The literal, ah, oh, the highs, the lows, the constant, like you never know where you stand with a football team you're going to support because you'll never know, are they going to play good today? Are they going to play bad today? Are they going to score? Are they going to win? Are they going to do us proud? Are we going to, are we going to, you know, hang our heads in shame with in front of the other fucking teams or whatever? There's all this shit go, that goes on within football. It's actually mad. And I think this is why 96 was the last time I supported England because I was absolutely heartbroken, shattered, and I couldn't deal with the bullying the next day at school. It was it was wild. So I think men have learned to switch their emotions off because of football and become emotionally unavailable because football is so fucking emotional that when they watch it, they have to switch their emotions off. So they're not so they're not watching it how I was watching it. Like how I was like, ah, I'm not talking about all men. I'm talking about some men, some men, because I've noticed when certain men were talking about football to me, they were like, yeah, I'm just being a realist. I'm just being like this. Da, 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 da. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? But I've realized, oh, you just have become emotionless, emotionless, because that's your way of dealing with being a football fan. What about the men who don't watch football and are emotionally unavailable? What's oh, their yeah, excuse? I don't know about them. I, I can't. I can't tell. They're just they're just dicks. <laughs> okay. They they right. need to read some books, but um the football ones. Or maybe emotionally unavailable men are interested in football. That could be a thing, but I think they don't start out emotionally unavailable because I think you genuinely it's mm. it's an emotional thing, isn't it? Supporting a team and mm. wearing the jersey yep. and being all like, ah. but yeah, if you're going to constantly deal with this shit where it's like win or lose. And I don't know why it is with football, but it's not with any other sport. No other sport, they don't take it that personally. Do you think I don't want to get cancelled, but shall we put this theory out on Twitter and see what people... We can't, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We can't, I don't care. I don't care, cancel me, yo. This is... My name's Raj Pander and this is my theory. This is an interesting theory. And I, like, genuinely, if a man wants... A football fan wants to come on and tell us their thoughts, tell us. It's hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. I can't wait. I hope someone gets in touch to tell us about this. I, I hope they do. I mean, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, bro. There you go. There you go. I mean, they're either emotionally unavailable or they're racist twats that want to kick people's heads in. Ah. You're an idiot. Next. So we mentioned earlier that we're going to be joined by content creator, actor and king of the side hustle, Rahul Rai. How do, do you have a crush on him? No. Okay. All right. I was just checking. <laughs> so <laughs> let's find out what he's saying. Thank you next to so Rahul Rai, welcome to Thank You Next. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. He said he's intimidated. Why are you intimidated, Vice? I don't know. I don't. I don't know you guys. You guys have such wonderful energy. Ooh, well, we did say and this. It's, it's so it's so bright, 
And uh, I feel like I have to, I have to keep up, and I'm gonna have a hard time keeping up with your. We'll tone it down. Your banter. <laughs> yeah. You guys seem very quick on your feet. Oh really? Oh, a little bit sometimes. Raj did say though, I'm running to some random guy in the park, and he added me on Instagram and then deleted me, and then um, we just Raj said he was intimidated. Oh. Do you think he was intimidated by the talent? Do you guys get offended by that though? That's a question I have for you. Rahul, let me fill you in first. She's a content creator. Like you, okay. well, but I'm not on free mail though. I ain't on free Millie. You know, she hasn't got the the really large widespread <laughs> audience yet, um, but it's okay. growing. And um, I think sometimes when men see a woman who is a content creator trying to do that, right, they feel a certain way about it. What's that? They get intimidated. But it's different for you because we've seen the girls bursting. <laughs> sometimes I will judge people about what kind of content Ooh. they create. So, like, if you're if you're if you're taking pictures in front of the pink wall with the wings. Oh yeah. Oh come on, everyone nah, does that's that. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I know. Everyone no, does no, no, no. that, man. That's basic. But, but that's 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 a fault on my part to judge you because it's 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 just part of the whole game of trying to get leverage and attention to bring attention to whatever it is that you, your podcast, your your blog, your whatever it is. So much respect to people who create content, to be honest with you, because I, th I think creating content in public is actually quite tough. It's not something I do. It's in your little flat. My content is in one room most of the time. In fact, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's just in this one room. And whenever I do make content outside, like today, I go early in the morning to steal the shot before everybody else is kind of awake and, and doing their thing. So much respect to you for taking the shot at creating content outside. Good for you. Thank you. But would it intimidate you if a woman was creating content similar to yours? No, there's this there's this woman, uh, call me Chris. Yeah. She's Canadian. She's fucking incredible. I get maybe a little envious. Oh, okay. And I'm a little, a little like that. I'm like, oh God, how does she do it so much better? So even you get comparison. You who's got two different accounts, doing two very different things, like mad views. I'll, I'll be honest with you. The feelings that you're having, I have the same feelings. You have the same feelings. It's like we're, it's like we're both human. That's the whole illusion, right? And I buy into the oh illusion too. The, the guy or gal with 10 million followers probably is so much happier. It's just all bullshit. But we, I continually buy into it because the mind. You know, if we had a crown right now, we would pass it on to you and be like, you are the king of TikTok. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. And I would say I'm undeserving. Why? I would give it to somebody else because I don't know, maybe that's just human nature. We just, we all think we're in some ways inadequate. No, because listen. And undeserving. No, 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 no. Of no, 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 no. something. I also just watched Bo Burnham's whole slew of uh do you know who bo burnham is that name sounds familiar but who is that oh uh, bo burnham is a stand-up comedian he just made this netflix special called inside he was in promising young woman is that the guy yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah it is the guy yeah. it's the nice guy from promising young woman oh it's that guy so yeah. so i am i am in a reflective mood today okay i can tell the way you <laughs> as a creator and you watch what he was able to do in a room and what he's able to even do on stage. It's just like incredible. Okay, so just for our audience, because obviously they've watched Promising Young Woman and that's where they know this guy Sorry. from, right? No, don't apologize. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a funny, he's actually a comedian and he's super funny. Like, cause... So he's, a, he's actually a YouTuber. Oh, so... That's how we started. Okay. okay. He's the same age as me. Oh, okay, okay. Well, actually he's a year older. 
yeah, it's just, it's, it's really interesting to see how you go from one medium to the next and like people can make that springboard. And then we can all at times feel inadequate and feel undeserving of, it's weird, but you're not alone in your feelings of that. It's just, it's all so useless, you know what I mean? To compare. We have a creator here that, I mean, maybe you should look into. His name's Munya Chihuahua. I don't know if you know of him, but yeah, he's like the content king. <laughs> Rahul doesn't. Okay. Look at his face. He's like, I don't know. I'm sure I've probably seen his stuff. Yeah. We'll send you some of Munya's content. He's very, very funny, but he's like the king of the UK kind of thing. But genuinely like your work rate, 24 videos a day, every day. I used to do that. I don't do oh, that Okay. Anymore. Talk us through it. What's, what's... So what are you on now? I'll make as much content as I can. But I will release like two pieces a day now. So what is the process? Start to finish. Do you get ideas and write them down or? So the inspiration can come from anywhere. It can come from like a walk uh, down the street. It can come from this conversation. It can come from me consuming content on TikTok or watching other people do things. I, I will observe relationships between husbands and wives and or even like kids and their like my nieces and my my uh, my mom or my nieces and, and, and their mom and my sister. And then things will click and then it'll make me laugh and then I'll just voice memo it and then shoot it. Oh, cool. Do you script any of your stuff? I script some of my stuff. I mean, especially when I work with brands, I'll script stuff because that's what they want. Because you have to get it right. Yeah, but usually uh, when I make my own stuff, I'm usually improvising it. I, I have the premise in mind. And I understand maybe there's a line that makes me laugh, so I have to get the line. And then I'm just constructing everything around that. Mm, just to, to wrap up the 24 videos a day thing, because I mean, when we read that, I think me and Holly were kind of like, what, the, like, fuck? what the fuck? So basically all of 2020, the latter part of 2020, I started making like 18 a day. And then I was making another nine for my investing channel. So about 27 videos a day. But there's a burnout in that, you know what I mean? And 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 then there's also like you're you're kind of backlogging the system. And then you're also just I wanted to go down the more original creative space and use my own voice, use my own body, use my you know, use that creative instrument because that was the bigger risk. You know, I think as an artist, you're only as good as the risks that you take. And then you have to kill your darlings anyways. Yeah. But like, was that part of cracking TikTok, doing 20, 27 videos, making having all this stuff. Yeah, I think in the I think in the beginning, if you want to grow from what I've learned, whatever little experience I have, it's you have to find your voice. And in order to find your voice, you have to be consistently putting stuff out there. You have to throw as much shit as you can against the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> and then whatever sticks, that's what you have to then do. So it has to become a consistent habit of trying stuff and trying stuff and trying stuff. And then you just pump up the volume on it as much as you can. You accelerate as fast as you can. And that is tough because it requires just pure sweat equity. And that's tough. I think if you're really obsessed about growing a following, it's just volume at high rate, at, at, at a consistently high rate. People would die to have what's in your brain, I think. You know, like businesses, they'd be like, I want to know what's in his brain. But it's nothing special. Um <laughs> It's just like, here's the thing. You will learn much more from just trying than thinking about the thing. But that's the trap because the MO, I think, of all of us is to overthink and underact. Yeah. And so when we live in the hypothetical situations of our mind, you become very overconfident. But when it comes time for you to take action, you run away. Like we all run in some ways 
And that's, we got to flip that equation. And that's really hard because you have expectations. I have expectations now. Mm. Or you get trapped in the numbers. Are people listening to the podcast? What are the views? What's the reach? What's the engagement? How many comments? Blah, 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 blah. How do we get sponsors? How do we get... So then you can start very easily losing the pure joy that you once had of just creating because there were no expectations. We haven't lost the joy yet. Don't worry. We haven't lost the joy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, and we're we check our stats and we do all of that stuff <laughs> and we're like, oh, this content's working. Maybe we should do more of this. But um, yeah, we try not no. to, you know. In other news, I have a star sign question. Okay, so me and Raj have actually never had a Pisces on the show. Oh, and nice. I was really upset about it okay. because I'm a Pisces. Oh, nice. And I saw under one of your videos that you're a Pisces, but then I Googled it and turns out you're Aries. No, no, the, the Google is actually wrong oh. because it, it also says that my birthday is March 26th. When's your birthday? March 16th. Is he a Pisces? <gasps> he is oh a my Pisces! God. It's our yes! first Pisces! Yes! So I am a Pisces. I don't know how to change that, but it's wrong on it's on, it's wrong on Google. Because I was like, I get this dude. You're saying you're an introvert. You're making yeah. content. I'm March 15th, by oh, the way. Nice. Nice. I was like, shit. Raj, this is, is this moment. a moment? Hell yeah. We had a Taurus on last week and Raj is a Taurus. I just need a minute. My sister and my, br- uh, my dad... A bunch of other people in my life are Tauruses, so Ooh. I understand Tauruses. See, that's why I told you, Taurians and Pisceans, they get on. They just have that connect. It's because you guys are water signs, right? Yes. You guys are, what are, what are you? Earth signs. Earth. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like fire, though. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I have Aries. It's because I have Aries in one of my houses, so I think it's like, but I don't know. We are we are next to Aries as well in the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right after. Got it. Obviously, this podcast is about relationships. A lot of your content is about mm. relationships, the imaginary bay <laughs> situation, the roommates, uh, the siblings, yeah, even yeah. the dating guru guy, the dude next door. Like, <laughs> my content is so dumb. No, <laughs> no it isn't. It's excellent. What? Stop it's this. Mind uh, blowing. You need to stop talking about yourself like this is going to upset me. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, the, you're uh... Sean, but you're like your Sean Paul clap. Do you know what I mean? That got me through last March or whenever it was out. Oh, yeah? Oh, nice. Yes. Hey. So, so listen, like TikTok really want to know, like, the question that they all ask you. And, you know, yeah. you. Am I in a relationship? <laughs> TikTok yeah. want to know. Not they all want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, no, I'm not. You're not? Okay. okay. Is that because you just sit in your house all day making videos? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm much... If you're going to like really commit, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. So if you know that you're not going to want to do the work, then don't play the game. I feel like I'm looking in a fucking mirror, like doing the work, but not right now. Do you know what I mean? Not now, but maybe later. That's as honest as I can feel it. Interesting. How do you take the thirst then? Because there's a lot of fucking thirst in your comments. Oh, like that. Um, <laughs> it's nice. Uh, I won't complain about it. It's better than uh, getting hate, I suppose. But yeah, I, it's nice. I, I, I will say that. Um, but it's it's very easy to get arrogant and then it's very easy to get desperate. But tipping into either is very dangerous. So you got to stay grounded it's got to be about the content yeah it's hard though you seem really grounded because you're just being really self-deprecating like yeah i don't it's okay they're thirsting me but it's, i would be there like yeah they said my thighs are nice you know <laughs> yeah that's very nice yeah i mean it's a weird thing to talk about because you don't see yourself as a sex icon yeah well I, <laughs> no i don't yeah no i don't if you were to ask me how i describe myself i think i could pull off handsome mm-hmm 
but I don't think sexy, hot, all that kind of stuff. But I've also had to like rethink my entire understanding of sex. I've done a lot of thought mm -hmm. about the whole idea of sex appeal. Yeah. And I've come to this conclusion that sex appeal really, yes, there's an aesthetic part of it, but it's really this, uh, there's like this aura part of it. So it's, it's like the aura of somebody or, or somebody's that. And it's like, how do you create an aura? I think you create an aura by getting wisdom. I think. So then it's like, how do you create wisdom? You get experience. How do you get experience? You take action. How do you take action? Ultimately, you have the balls to do it. Rahul, you're so deep. I know, man. Where is I'm this coming from, it. this depth? Like, what's going Go on? Go to his finance channel. That's where you get it. That's ultimately what's, like, sexy, okay. I think. It's like your willingness to take action, which then creates all this other stuff. And so when you walk into a room, you have something known as presence. But the presence has nothing to do really with your looks. It has to do with your guts to put yourself out there, to go after everything you see up in your mind's eye. Are you a sapiosexual? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What, wait, what's a sapiosexual? I don't know. It's yeah. like a mind thing. But I'm like a mind-body thing, so it's got to all okay. work for me. Okay. <laughs> Just going back sense. quickly to uh, you were saying you'd rather get the thirsty stuff than the hate. I actually looked for hate. I was like, I'm going to read this guy's mean comments to him. <laughs> I genuinely could not find any. Uh, there have been, I will tell you, like, making content, sometimes you think something is funny and then you put it up and it's like, your intentions were never to hurt people, but then it's how people uh, uh, receive it and, and whatnot. And so I've, I've gotten into that debate with myself. It's like, do my intentions matter more or does the actual result matter more? I don't know. For me, it's always my intentions. My intentions are always never to like actually hurt people, but I've made content that was maybe crossing some kind of a line or, or, or untasteful in the eyes of people. So I have apologized. I've made my set of apology videos. That's interesting because if I think of you, I think of someone who makes harmless content, like nothing that would offend anyone. I try to, to some degree, but I also have sometimes a darker sense of humor, but I'll save that for my acting career. Like, like I love the movie American Psycho. Oh, I can see you in that. I can see you in American Psycho. Yeah. Like that kind of humor. Or like Bo Burnham, even Bo Burnham is very dark humor. Like, I don't know if I can pull it off because I don't have that level of like ironic. You do. We've watched a bit of your stuff and we, I'd say you do. Yeah, but um, Hardeep does have some thirsty comments that she wants your thoughts on, your reactions yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. Raj, I yeah. think Raj has got a sexier voice than me. So Raj, I think you oh, should read up. these in a bit of a sexy voice. I can't do sexy Come on, bro. You're, you're... So do, they're probably, are they all Americans? Yeah, make American them American, first of all. That's just for banner. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Mugda, who says, why are you so goddamn cute? Oh my God. <laughs> How do you feel? Uh, why are you very... so cute, Rahul? Uh, I'm, I'm curious as to like, if she actually sounds like that. <laughs> so I bet she does. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an answer for why you are so cute? It's all somebody else's perception. Okay. This guy, this guy's gonna take yeah, a compliment I mean... in this one hour. <laughs> no, one he can't. Compliment. He can't. I appreciate it. No, I, I mean, I appreciate okay. it. it was very okay, this kind. is the next one. This is really important. This one. This is my favorite one. She's yeah. hi, lady twenty eight. She says, "Okay, them thighs, them thighs, honey." <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. Is that when I when I dance? Maybe. Do you work on them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they, they naturally have come because of my dance experience. Yeah. So it's all natural. You wake up like this kind of vibes. 
No, 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 no. I got to work for it. <laughs> I got to work for it. <laughs> I'm not naturally anything. I got to work for all of it. Would Rosalie, is that Twilight? Don't know. She says, maybe I could really use, <laughs> sorry, I could really use a deep, slow massage. <laughs> oh, are you talking to that person in your DMs? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you were mouthing it as I was saying it. No, because I know, oh, you know where it's I going. can, okay, I right, can right, already okay. tell. So, yeah, uh, I knew where it's going. What do you think? A deep, did a deep massage. A deep, slow massage. Are you up for giving? It's nice. It's deep, slow massage. If it's for the right person, hell yeah. Fuck. Hell yeah. Sure. Mahima says, damn, two fire emojis. Oh, nice. Maybe it was for a dance thing. You're not impressed by anyone's comments. Literally, like, you're no, just like, okay, I, like, what do you want me to say? It's, okay, it's well, we got, sweet, we got something for you. Very... We got something a little bit more spicy. Okay. How about, yeah. this is Jaluxa, says, teaser. Me alone in my bed. Oh, wow. Still rather your lips in my whole body. In. In. <laughs> he had to take a sip of water for that. That's a, that's a good one. This is the last one. Emily Nolan says, daddy's fine. <laughs> Bites, lip, and size. Oh, my God. Oh, he's taking another sip of water, mate. Daddy's fine. I've come to get a little more comfortable with that term, daddy. Yeah, daddy. Do you like it? Do you like it when people call you that? No, but it's <laughs> it's just like you you hear it enough that you just get kind of numb to it. <laughs> you get kind of like desensitized to it. Everything is daddy this, everything is daddy that. I always think it's really weird when a woman calls a guy that she's with daddy. It's all about context and like, you know, context matters. Anyway, so you have got two accounts on TikTok. There's oh, yeah. the one that we all know really, really well, which is the real Rahul Rai. Yes. And then there's, is it the layman investor? The layman investor, yes. What's the layman? What's the deal with that? What is that? A layman is somebody who doesn't, who's not an expert at something. Oh. Or who's not like properly trained and, and like has tons of degrees or whatever. A layman is a newbie. Okay. And so I, that is what I am. I'm sort of a self-taught investor. And, and really it's about uh, financial literacy. People need to know about money, I think, because it's the entire, it's a big part of our lives. It's the lifeblood of our entire material existence on the planet. Whatever you want to do, you need money. It's a very powerful tool because it's a very powerful tool of leverage. If you have money, you can do a lot of things. And so, unfortunately, at least as, as my experience goes, nowhere in the education system are you taught about money. And this is like a passion of mine that I fell into probably like 2019. And when you start learning about it, it's like seeing through the matrix. It's like you just, you just get a whole nother perspective of the world. And it's one of those things, it's like you will never then see the world the same way ever again. You just see through all the nonsense. You see through all the all, a lot of the BS, and and so because I'm so passionate about, it, I figured I'd start sharing it. It's like, you know, when you watch like a great HBO show or a great Netflix show, you just have to tell everybody about it. It's kind of like one of those passion things that you can't explain. Mm. And so I just started making content and reading books and trying to get people to start self educating because that's the only way to learn about money is through self education. You can't. And even if you could learn in school, it just costs you so much. Like you'd go into debt. It's just unnecessary. It just makes no sense. Hopefully what it inspires people to do is improve their relationship with money 
And then now what I'm also talking about is creating side hustles and creating uh, supplementary uh, um, sources of income. And I found some great resources about that, books and whatnot. So I'm all about people self-educating and improving their relationship with money so that they can get closer to living the life that they actually want to live, that they see in their mind's eye. Because it's just when you have leverage, you can do anything you want. The two accounts are connected. And the way they're connected is that my like number one thing that I obsess about from my acting career is winning an Oscar. Interesting. You and Raj both have that in common. Yeah. So, so, but, but in our industry, if you like listen to the narrative of it all, there's a lack of diversity. Yeah. And then there's a lack of diversity based on skin color, sexuality, gender, this, this, and this, and this, and this. Now, if you play the entertainment game, which is for me as an actor, it's like, okay, where do I live? LA or New York? What agent do I get? I got to get auditions. How do I get more auditions? You're always at the mercy of somebody else. You're always waiting for somebody else to give you a shot. Yeah. Now, if you want to have any play in this game, you got to play the game underneath that, which is leverage. If you have leverage, you can bypass all the bullshit in this game because everybody wants to work with people with leverage. That's you, that that's a big reason why you you asked me to be on this podcast. If you think of like I have leverage. Well, we like you. Um we <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. But there is but the reason you even know who I am is because I have because I've created attention around me to give me the leverage to start attracting yeah. people like yourself. Like that. Yeah, definitely. So is TikTok part of your whole leverage then? as well as financial leverage and all of that. So the biggest forms of leverage is money and attention. The more attention I have, the more access I have to money. The more money I get, the more access I have to attention and so on and so on and so on and so forth. You can put us on your LinkedIn and we'll give you some leverage. (laughs) Yeah, as I I build more leverage, I just get more opportunities to work with the best of the best. And then that's how I increase the odds of winning an Oscar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I bypassed the whole conversation of, oh, they won't cast me because I'm brown. Mm. Oh, they misrepresent brown people. I don't care about That doesn't matter to me anymore. And the world is a reflection of the mind's eye of those with leverage. That's why the world looks the way it looks. That's why there is underrepresentation because the world is a reflection of the people in power who are of a certain kind and ilk because they have the leverage. That's why they get represented. This is how you change the entire game is the people that don't have the leverage get the leverage. Then they start representing themselves just like the people that they're up against. This is some, this is an epic plan. How long did it take you to come up with that? Well, I think the first step is getting financially literate and understanding the world of money and the language of money. And then now it's graduated into understanding the power of the internet and social media and all this stuff. You combine the two together with your actual skill set of an actor, dancer, plumber, you like peanut butter, whatever the fuck you like to do, you combine the two together. Now your odds go up to actually do whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I did have a finance question for you because me and Hardy Pannot, I wouldn't say we're like financially literate. I don't know how many of our listeners are like into that kind of stuff as well. Because we all always... I know I, I probably alienated no, a ton because of we talk about just... no, I don't think they so. would have no they they love this shit. But um what is one piece of financial advice that you think you could give to every layman newbie type person? That you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be good with numbers because I feel like that puts me off. No. Every time someone tries to talk to me about this sort of stuff, I'm like, oh, it's numbers. No, 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 no. No, you don't have to really know numbers. 
You have to understand certain concepts and certain principles about, here's the one thing. Okay, I'll give it to you this way. Money's highest calling is, is not really to buy you Gucci and, and the new house and blah, blah, blah. The real value of money is that it helps you buy back your number one asset. Your number one asset in life is time. Oh. You need more time. You want more time. The way you buy back your time is by investing money because money can outwork you. You can't work 24-7. Yeah, time. Your money can. And because your money can, now you have to rethink your entire relationship with every dollar that you earn. Every dollar that you earn is an employee. And I'm not saying don't buy stuff. But what I'm saying is when you do buy stuff, it's your, it's like you're giving away your employees for free for nothing in return or for something in return that will then never really give you long lasting time. But when you make your money work for you, you're able to buy back your time. Now you have time to just solely focus on the podcast instead of doing the podcast plus the odd job plus the odd job plus. Now you live in the dream. You can do whatever the hell you want. We're going to hit up Lehman Investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get him on the podcast. Paying to do a degree or whatever you've given your money over to do it but i feel like giving your time and energy and learning is on your own is way harder yes but if i think from what i've learned from doing it is if you want to learn the real ish you got to self-educate and plus it comes at a lower cost and i think that's the future of education i don't think the future of education is actually free education i think the future of education is self-education which is actually which, which is actually cheaper and you get to choose the curriculum because you choose what you want to learn. You want to learn about cooking? You can learn about cooking. Just go watch Gordon Ramsay on Kitchen Nightmares. You know, YouTube or get his master class for a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. I love master class. I have master classes. Fucking my favorite. There you go. That's how you learn script writing. Can you read people's minds? No. Because I'm doing Issa Rae's master class on there because I love her. I think she's fucking amazing. But um, are you a bit psychic? No. You Am sure? I? No. Yeah. Nah. It's, it's the random. Piscean intuition. Okay, Hardeep doesn't have that, man. Piss off, mate. <laughs> I'm always like guessing shit and making up my own stories. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And um, Rahul, you mentioned your acting there. And obviously your acting yeah. journey started with When Harry Wants to Marry, which I remember watching when it came out. And I watched about 20 minutes oh, of it really? this morning. Yeah, because it was like, oh, there's an Asian guy like in this movie. Yeah, that film did... I think it was like on Sky TV for a while. Yeah, like tell us about how you got that. Apparently it was a chance encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, so I started, I guess my whole entertainment, my foray into the entertainment space started through dance. So I was a dancer and uh, did it kind of semi-professionally at a, at a school and whatnot. And uh, then we would do gigs. And then that was around the time that uh, this movie came out. Oh my God, Hardy was a dancer too. Oh yeah. This is mad. She was, um, yeah, she did Bhangra music videos. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did a lot of Bollywood stuff, so a oh, lot yeah. of film, filmy kind of. I actually stuff. do think we should have a dance off. I don't. I don't do very well in dance offs. So. I don't. One thing I hate is when you're in a dance class, you're in a circle. And you oh, have, I hate I that hate too. It gives me the worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or at weddings. Oh, at weddings, it's like they want you to perform. So I don't go to weddings anymore. They're like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, feel the same you. way. Not good. But yeah, I did a I did a performance for this party that was like themed with uh, Slumdog Millionaire. A director was there. He saw me. Then he asked me to audition. And then next thing I know, it's like in the fall of 2009, I'm shooting a film, which is weird. It's just a huge learning experience. And then it set me on this trajectory. 
for better or for worse. That's amazing. So that was it. You were like, I'm going to be an actor from... Yeah, I just felt like this is interesting. This is fun. I enjoy doing this. Let's do more of this. And then, you know, you go through you go through the trenches of it and then you see for you see it for what it is and then for whatever reason you still want to continue what did you see it for what is it really yeah what are the trenches like it's just it's a business right so there's that aspect to learn then there's the art aspect to learn so finding the right teachers and finding the right circle of people networking yeah finding the right relationships with representatives and there's a lot of learning by doing Mm. you spoke a bit about being brown and obviously the stereotypes the lack of diversity and stuff like that have you experienced any of that stuff not i don't really pay much attention to it to be honest with you so like uh, i never have and now definitely won't because my whole mindset has changed but i don't know i just it doesn't bother me in a way, because like to, you know, maybe that's wrong to say, but it doesn't because I know exactly my way around it. And, and maybe it's also a thing of like, we need to get better anyways, as, as like in terms of our artistic skill. Maybe we're not at the level of the Bales and, and the Meryl Streeps yet. That's not easy. We need to, that's going to take a long time. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, I also feel like a lot of things in that industry rely on, like you said earlier, an opportunity. And I feel like there is definitely yeah. a lack of opportunities for brown Sure. But yeah. Talent. And and now the whole thing has changed. So now it's really each creator actually, it's a test of your own passion. Yeah, it is. You say you're passionate about it. So now the internet gives you infinite leverage and free distribution. Because distribution is one of the toughest things to get in film. Yeah. I'm giving it to you for free, says the internet. I'm giving you access to the audience for free. Now let's see how re- how passionate you really are about this thing you ranted about when you were drunk with your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like your take on this whole thing, because a lot of us here, like we're kind of like, oh, we have to go to the States if we want to make it. Because that's the only place we see brown people kind of doing roles or portraying a version of being brown that we kind of relate to and isn't like let's say a corner store owner or the terrorist as usual whatever right Mm -hmm. um but what Mm -hmm. you're saying is basically that the internet is your platform and utilize that rather than thinking about yeah i I, and and if you're going to come to the states if you have a platform it's always just going to help because you have leverage yeah i love that what is your favorite bollywood movie that you think everyone needs to watch and favorite bollywood song of all time i don't really watch a whole lot of bollywood content but (gasps) Uh, I love like, uh, Hera Ferry is very funny. Oh my Padosan God. is very <laughs> funny. Padosan, have you ever seen Padosan? Uh, who's in it? Padosan with like Kishore Kumar and, uh, this is like an old Oh, you're talking movie. about something my dad would watch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that one song in the balconies, that's a very funny song. That's the song that everybody should like. What's it called? I don't know what it's called actually, oh, but it's like it's like their version of a rap battle. Oh no! Oh, way. And it's very very sick. funny. Oh, that's cool. But it's it's like it's like classical music battle. Oh, that's cool. It's very funny. We think that you are the pioneer of the guy putting a towel on his head, portraying the woman on TikTok, right? Thank you. Is are that you? Are we you, right? Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I started it, but. Uh, that was inspired by a by a lip sync I did of the Kardashians, and I thought I just thought it would be funnier if they had towels on their heads and they were like post shower having a it conversation, and then it just became a thing. Love it. So you are the pioneer, basically. Maybe I don't know. I think that's I don't know. Maybe. Thanks, but uh, next. 
<laughs> Before we get into your relationship lessons, we normally say thank you next to something that is going down. So what is it that you want to say thank you next to? I'd like to say thank you next to critics and perfectionism. I think sometimes I think they're both useless, but I think perfectionism for sure is useless, but it's it's just the trap I always fall into. Critics uh, have always, people talking sometimes and critiquing without having real experience has always bothered me. When have you experienced that? Oh, you get a group of actors together and they start talking about like somebody else's work or you get like family members involved and they start talking about sports. And it's like, you've never played a sport for a day in your life. You don't even know what it's like. Like you've never dealt with pressure or you've never dealt with that kind of stuff. So it's like, what are you even, you're just blowing air just to fit in. How do you deal with that when you're around that and you can see it? Yeah, it's tough. Sometimes I drink. <laughs> <laughs> What's your drink of choice? Uh, rum and Coke right now. Oh, wow. Raj, I feel like that's a bit of you. I love rum and Coke. That's that's a very... It's got to be dark rum, spice Watch rum. it though. Pisces. Oh, I like dark Pisces are known for having substance issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like addictive and yep. obsessive. I understand that. I've been able to direct it into positive feedback loops thus far. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But I'm running low on patience because of all these critics. And what about perfectionism? When have you caught yourself in that? Yeah, it's like that analysis paralysis. Want to get everything perfect. I want to get everything done. I want to get everything just right before I release it. And I think in the in the uh, context of social media, that does not matter. Because the turnaround is so high and the turnover rate is so high, you just have to create, 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 create. create. That's what I like about TikTok. When I see a brand or something shiny, shiny video, I actually get turned off and I swipe away. Mm-hmm. I like shit phone quality. It's not even shit. It's actually quite good. Yeah. I love just some kid making some shit and it's funny. And yeah. that's great. That's why yeah, there's like no it. production value, nothing. Mm. It's just great. <laughs> just create, just create, 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 create. Like that's what I have to keep reminding myself. Just create, 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 create. The script doesn't have to be perfect. It's the content doesn't have to be funny. Like if you think just create, just put it out there, put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. You could be a motivational speaker. Before you judge it, just put it out there. Yeah, you could you hard. could definitely be like a life coach or yeah, something I'll like see that. This. If you're Looking to get into another side oh. hustle. Add it to your LinkedIn. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I did see your LinkedIn, but I didn't want to click on it because I was like, I don't want to like, you know, usually I do. I, I have a LinkedIn, but I don't use it. It said that you were working at a dental <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, I was back in the day. It was like a, it was a social media marketing yeah, startup Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, dentists. what else is he doing? What is he doing at this dentist? Like, what's Yeah, that's, that's not accurate. Me and Raj have spoken about this before that because we do presenting stuff and we do producing stuff. A lot. I think we've done a lot more producer stuff probably than presenting if you're going to add up the hours and that we feel sometimes that we can only be one or the other. No, no, no. We don't feel like that. The people that are making the decisions, they feel they like that. They make us feel like that. But after actually looking at your LinkedIn and then looking at just stalking you today, I was like, actually, this guy has shown that you can, with your chest fully say, I 
can do a bit of fucking layman shit here and I can do my videos. I can do both. Yeah, I mean, I look at great athletes. I look at great like entrepreneurs. I look at people that have had longevity and they've always just, they've done a lot of what they wanted to do, even though people have been like, dude, you're, you're a musician. Why are you acting? You're an actor. Why are you going into music? Well, it's just like, it's, I feel something. So it's worth to just do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. My favorite example is Kanye and the Yeezys. Cause it's like, yeah. no one wanted Kanye to be in fashion or be dropping trainers. And now we've all got like five pairs of Yeezys. So I'm just like, you have there five you pairs of Yeezys. <laughs> I've got five pairs of flip flops. <laughs> but it requires work. Yeah. You have to put in the work and that's the toughest part. Like you have to make the sacrifices. What do you sacrifice? I definitely sacrifice time with family and friends. I'm naturally an introvert, so it's easier for me to be in solitude and sacrifice time out. But I sacrifice weekends, for sure. So what about, yeah, work-life balance? Do you not worry about that? That's the biggest probably challenge of my life is work-life balance. But work-life balance is also the proportions are set by you. So it's not a 50-50. It doesn't have to be. It could be 90-10. It could be 80-20. It could be 70-30. Not to get too meta, but I think life ultimately is a solo player game. And it's between you and your mind. So you you dictate the entire reality that you live in. So you have to draw the lines. Thank you, next. Okay, so we're going to start with your first relationship lesson. So I, as I explained before, I'm going to sing now. So one taught me. Everyone has expectations and thresholds for what they can tolerate. This sounds so, so interesting. And I have to say, out, out of all the relationship lessons we've had, today's relationship lessons are... <laughs> just on another level and as you guys can already tell from listening to Rahul speak this guy can hold the floor for a, a full 24 hours mate hey I agree hey yo okay so hey. so let's talk about relationship expectations yeah uh, I think we all live in like in some form of our imagination right so we all imagine oh, what the future is gonna right, be what like are you laughing at? it just feels like a personal attack <laughs> I live in my imagination. No. Raj Defo like, lives what? in her imagination. Like, this is actually all How just... I made up a fight right. in my head today. <laughs> yeah, I I have like... You know how people do concerts while they're taking a shower? Yeah. I do like fucking TED Talks. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and it's, it's all based on like personal experience or inspired by a conversation that then I carry on as if it's still going on. But it's just me monologuing. That's a byproduct of my relationship with so and so, with my what conversation I just had with my brother or my dad or, or a, or a friend or whatever. It's it's interesting how we are all just like living in the imaginative future of what we want it to be. That's the easier thing to do. The tougher thing to do is actually to live in what is actually happening right now, which is that conversation is not happening. So just end the conversation. Wait, end the conversation when you're in the shower. No, like the conversation with your brother is over. Don't now project it into some kind of made up future so that you now have some resentful feelings or positive feelings towards this other person. It just doesn't make any sense, but that's how we do it. And then the threshold part is from what I've noticed, at least being an actor, and I have a ton of support, you know, a a big reason why I'm able to like keep going and going and going is because I have a ton of support from family and friends, but I've also noticed that everybody has a threshold and expectations for sure. Like what I've noticed is like the game of like following your passion is really the game of entrepreneurship. If you are following your passion, you're, it's most likely that you're actually surrounded by employees, people with an employee mindset. 
And so they understand the world in five-year increments, if you will. They understand like in four years, I will, I, I'm, I'm going into medicine. In four years, I will, I will be done with residency. Then in two years, I have to do a fellowship. Then I have to do a this, then I have to do a that. And in the game of following your passion, especially acting and like just overall entrepreneur, it just doesn't work like that. And so these expectations set up certain thresholds where people can no longer, once they cross the threshold, they can't tolerate or they can't even understand why it's taking you so long to hit it big because it's just not how they operate. They operate on five-year windows. My life can't operate that way. It's it, so, so like if you look at all the momentum that I've created on TikTok and social media, which is now bringing great opportunities like podcast interviews or this or that. I started when I was 18. It really started happening when I was 29, 30. I couldn't tell you that's what the trajectory was going to be. I can't tell you what the next five years is going to be. I can tell you what I hope and what I expect and what I, what I want. I just don't know. And so everybody has a threshold of what they can tolerate. And my parents have a certain threshold. What's their threshold? Their threshold might be 30. By 30, you have to execute X, Y, and Z. But you are over 30, right? I'm 30. Oh, you're 30. I just turned oh, 30. So the internet yeah, lied. They were like a 32 or something. Okay, fine. No, Same yeah. 30. So, so that's the thing. Everybody, everybody has that for each other. Oh, you're 35 and you're still single? Like, what happened? No, but but that's just the false bullshit because it's it's again the people with leverage creating the narrative that we all kind of live by. What I've what I've come to understand is this is like the people that have my back now have the choice to jump ship 5 years from now. Me as the captain cannot. You going down with the ship. You can quit on me. Okay. Because it's not your life. My life is not your life, so you can quit on me. But I can't quit on myself because it's my life. No, you won't at this stage. It's been good. Like, if you've been doing this all your life, it's not going to all of a sudden, you're not going to just be like, okay, that's it, I'm not doing this now. Wake up one day and like just... Yeah. Or I might, and then we pivot from there. And now I have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't even know if I'll be in love with acting 10 years from now. But for right now, I'm committed in the relationship. I can't get divorced. Mm-hmm. divorce is not on the table so then your threshold for what you can tolerate here is very high in terms of acting for right now yeah and then maybe it might change five years from now ten years from so now. so is there a, a threshold now at this stage uh i haven't hit it yet if it's there mm. because because now i've had this huge epiphany with the whole leverage thing that i've been talking about and so now the possibilities become really more tangible in my mind. So we'll see. I mean, when, when you interview me five years from now on the next iteration of your podcast, we'll have the discussion. Fuck, five years from now, we don't even know what, but anyway, yeah, who knows? But, but it's useless to even think about it, right? It's like even, because right now, that's what we have. This is, this, right now, this is what I believe in. Right now, this is what I want to do. I feel like this is a lesson a relationship lesson with yourself, I feel, because what the, you can tolerate yeah. is, you know, within you, right? Yeah. Plus, I create the entire reality that I live in anyways, because <laughs> that's like, that's the ultimate relationship, because that then has spillover effects into everything else you experience. Was there a time where you feel like you didn't? Didn't what? Create the reality that you live in. I, I don't think I was conscious of it. Uh, I read a lot. And I read a lot of like philosophy and all sorts of things. And then like I piece it together in myself. I've come to this conclusion a 
because of across different books that I've read and different people that I've listened to is ultimately it's you versus your own mind. That's the ultimate. It's not me versus you. It's not me versus the other actors. It's not me versus the industry. It's not me versus it's me versus me because I create the entire relationship that I have with the industry itself. I think that's something that I've definitely come to learn and think about. I have gone through phases where, you know, your mind just is, takes you down dark paths. And if you can't even get past that, then nothing else is even worth trying, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting because everything is is a reflection of what you see in your mind, but you're also not your mind. Like the feelings that you have don't have to then turn into the actions that you take. And that's a huge thing that I had during the, the lockdown, COVID, the pandemic. That's like the biggest thing is like, I can be hungover and feel nervous and maybe even anxious, but I can still create content. Content is life. I can still do my job as a storyteller. I don't have to feel the feelings that I want to feel in order to do my job. I don't have to be inspired. What I ultimately need is discipline. Mm. If I have discipline, then I can do a lot of things regardless of how I feel. And this you see in the top, this is what you saw in Kobe. This is what you see in Jordan. This is what you see in Tiger Woods. It's what you see in athletes because they have to perform. Mm. So how did you get that discipline? I was thankfully raised in a household where that was the word of the household. Okay. Uh, I got lucky because my because my parents are both disciplined, but my dad like preaches it like God's word. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. all because he's also come to that realization. It's like the most disciplined people are disciplined because they know they can unravel into some really bad downward spirals, which is why they stay disciplined. They have the indulgences, but the indulgences don't have them. This is another thing I read in a book by Tim Grover, who was like Michael Jordan's uh, uh, conditioning coach and Kobe's conditioning. Everybody has a dark side. So if your dark side is sex, great. If your dark side is alcohol, buying Yeezys, if it's if it's like going on trips, whatever whatever you Shit, do, what's my dark side? Whatever you do, whatever you do to blow off steam, you need it because yeah. it helps you decompress. Chocolate, but it can't consume you to the point where you now lose your discipline for your work. Okay, so you have these expectations for how you think like your love of the game is going to take you and like everything you're going to do and you're willing to experience, right? Yeah. Is there anything in your mind that is telling you that you can't be in a relationship at the same time? Because like the thing is that women get this question a lot like, oh, how, how can you have a career and balance a relationship? It's got to be one or the other. But from talking to you, it's like... I'm laughing because I say this is fundamentally, I think it's, I have never seen it. So I don't believe it. I Listen, I believe everything is possible, yeah? And I think it is like yeah. everything you're saying, like I believe that, like it's, just, it's you that limits yourself. But I feel like in that way, yeah. I feel like you're kind of limiting yourself because you're like, I don't have the time for a relationship. I don't have the time for that. But like, imagine like that support that you're getting from your family and stuff. You have that from another person and all of that. What is it that's like blocking that? And you're kind of being like, no, you know what? I don't even have time for that. Like I've, I'm just focusing on this lane right now and I'm not even gonna look in that direction because I don't think I actually want to stay committed to one person <gasps> da, da, da. damn damn we got it here first <laughs> he is in a polyamorous no polyamorous it's not even that sing, I don't I don't want to uh yeah I don't think I want to be in that 
realm. Okay. Do you mean like <laughs> marriage, monogamy, human being? Yeah, I don't know. I like, think monogamy. I, I guess monogamy is the right word. I don't know if that's the right. Monogamy is when you're committed, isn't it? So like committed to one person. I don't know if I have the discipline to do that. You like the different flavors? I like I like having a little bit of Erica in my. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I just like having the option to do whatever I want whenever I want with whoever you want with yeah or or just like it doesn't have to be with it doesn't have to be like sexual it doesn't have to be anything do you mean just being free of any human yeah maybe okay right I understand that I'm really feeling this now yeah (laughs) to me my friends have said when you're in love you're crazy and it kind of clouds me and then you start thinking about that person and making decisions whether you want to or not and it no but let's let's just take it back you didn't even want to do a weekly podcast do you know what i mean you were scared of committing to doing a weekly podcast so um (laughs) yeah i was like nah um, but i'm I'm also like figuring it out because i know i can't be alone forever like it's not healthy for me to be in this kind of solitude we need love yeah so that that's like the biggest challenge for me is it is it's i guess it goes back to like work-life balance and balancing relationships whether those are romantic or like family or friends that is probably like a weaker aspect of my discipline i'm getting better at it but just like calling somebody and just saying hey what's up how are you i've gotten much better at it because i've realized it, it's it's a two-way street and it like really helps me as much as it obviously helps them so so that in terms of family and friends, has gotten better. In terms of romance, it's a different story. It's a little tougher for me. And then in terms of family and friends and stuff, mm-hmm. has anyone jumped ship? And was that really hard to deal with when it happened? Uh, no, because I'm not... Uh, like, in terms of my super close, close people, it, that's really who I focus on. I know a lot of people, but who I feel close to is is a select few. And, and, that's, and I don't take it personally either. Like, And I don't go out. So it's like, it's okay. It, it, it's, it's like... Maybe it's the way I've been raised. It's like you have to be somewhat independent. You can't depend on people. There's a lot of DIY. You got to do it yourself. You want it done, you got to do it yourself. There's that mentality injected into me, which is has pros and cons because sometimes the thought of working with other people is very intimidating. It gives me a, a little bit of anxiety because I know I won't have full control. Maybe it is time to get into a relationship. I don't know. I've also thought about that Maybe. too. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's the next thing. Maybe that's the next thing because it's just the scariest thing for me to do. And they say you should do the shit that scares you, right? There is a fear of mine that all of this will dry up. That is the that is probably my biggest fear. I think that's every creator's fear though, that everything it will dry up. But it it just fucking won't. Like if you if you're this committed, why will it? You're trying to A list celebrities right now. (laughs) Hello? Hell yeah. But it's also kind of about legacy, you know, and it's about what you're leaving behind. And I don't know. I feel like I know, I know I keep talking about being brown, but I don't know. Like there's not a lot of people out there doing what you do and be brown. Yeah. So it's not your brand. It's not like, hello, I'm Rahul and yeah, I yeah, am yeah. brown. It's just like I exist. I've definitely made a conscious effort to not do that. Not out of any sort of like I'm better than the other people or holier than thou. It's just like I don't feel like I relate very much to the stereotypical brown story which is my parents wanted me to become a doctor my parents want me to get married my parents want me to they actually they actually pushed me they encouraged me a lot into the arts they encouraged me to dance they encouraged me to act they encouraged me to do all these things 
And so my story and my upbringing is very different. We don't feel like we relate to that storyline either. That's why when sometimes when I see creators and they go on the same story of, oh, mom this, mom that, and it's like, your parents didn't even say that to you, just stop lying. Okay, so Rahul, what are you saying thank you next to? Yeah, I'm saying thank you next to expectations. Thank you. Next. So we're going to get on to your second lesson. So one taught me. That not all relationships have to graduate to the next level and relationships are not all black and white. It really just depends on the people involved. Tell me everything. It's interesting because I grew up with like this hierarchy of what relationships are. So like you're friends. Okay, cool. If you're a boy and a girl, then that friendship can turn into um, boyfriend, girlfriend. Now you're in the boyfriend, girlfriend plateau. Now you got to go to the next plateau called husband, wife. Now when you're husband, wife, you have to become mother, father. When you're mother, father, you have to become grandma, grandpa. So that's the natural progression I understand of relationship. But if you look at our like society, it's like the whole social infrastructure is being flipped on its head. And I think because of the internet and technology, I think technology is really the reason why society actually changes. And so now there's all this gray area. There's this whole gray area with gender. There's this gray area with sexuality. There's gray area with relationships. And so you can have like throuples. You can have open relationships. You can have lovers. Uh, you can have a boyfriend, girlfriend. Or nothing. If you're me and Raj, you can have nothing. Or nothing, right? You can have nothing. Or you can have just like hookups or whatever. Or you can just have like that. You can have a lot of like genuine love and feelings for somebody, but it doesn't mean you're going to quote unquote graduate to the next level mm. or that you have to. It really depends on what you guys want, but it's hard if you want to stay boyfriend, girlfriend and you love each other and you're going to stay together for the next 15 years. It's going to be hard f- for everybody else to understand it. When have you experienced this? I experienced it through like a, just a personal experience of mine, like with someone. And I was like, oh, we don't have to like get married. We don't even have to be like a boyfriend, girlfriend situation. We can have real feelings for each other. Great. And it's lovely and intimate and this and that. I just thought like, oh my God, now I have to like, she has to be my girlfriend or she has to be this or she has to be that. And I have to be this and I have to be that. And we just had a conversation. It was like, no, this is all it needs to be or is ever going to be. And if you're okay with that, then I'm okay with that. Or then we end it whenever we're not. If I end up being like, I'm really ready for a committed relationship. That person can't give it to me. Then I don't get it from that person. Then yes, I have to sever ties in that intimate way. But that thing is still beautiful for what it is. A hundred percent. And that's hard for me to understand because I'm just starting to understand this new fluidity and gray area of the social construct of uh, relationships. But the gray area is like the best because it makes you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Being in the gray. I think learning more than actually just focusing on, let me make this person my girlfriend. Let me make yeah, this yeah, person yeah. my man. So what did that make you rethink? Like, it's, It sounds like it's made you rethink a lot. Yeah, it's made me rethink, I guess, the entire labels that we're all used to growing up of what a relationship actually is. I think... A lot of it is just downloaded information from our parents and from that generation, which is, which is not wrong. Uh, I mean, it's not right or wrong. It just is. Yeah. I think if two people are on the same page and they, through actually communicating and knowing, then, you know, it's up to them, whatever. But I've had it at times where 
I've had a friend who said to me, this person won't give me a label and it's a man and it's a girl. So the girl saying the man won't give me a label. And as a friend, like sometimes you're like, is this person being a commitment phobe? Are they too scared? Yeah. And then other times it's like, actually, you know, it's none of my business. And as long as they know what's going on, all good. But my first instinct in that situation was, I don't know if I can take this guy seriously. Obviously, does it matter if I take him seriously? No. But when you see your friend and they're going through a situation like that, sometimes it can be frustrating. I've recently gone through this where it's like, I didn't take something to the next level, but the look, I can still respect that person and think, you know, what the conversations were good and the experiences were good, but, you know, it doesn't mean that it's nothing as long as I know it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything has to have a label. I actually was out on the weekend, as we mentioned earlier, and um, one of my friends bit my ear off and I just, I had flashbacks the next day because I was hungover and I could just like hear her biting my ear off about this dude that I'm talking to. And I'm just happy, honestly, talking to him. I wouldn't mind a phone call here and there. That's about as far as I want to take it. And um, she was just getting Rahul mad. doesn't do phone calls, by the way. I like FaceTimes. No, you don't. FaceTimes are better than phone but calls. Planned, I think phone calls are awkward. FaceTimes. Yeah, yeah, probably. Not impromptu, like, oh my God, what are you doing? Your videos suggest you don't like FaceTime. Oh. My videos? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, a planned FaceTime is fine. Impromptus, it depends when you catch me, how you catch me. Interesting. Sorry, Raj, continue. No, they were just like, well, she was just biting my head off about how, you know, why isn't he asking me out on a date? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not doing that? But it's like, have you asked me if I'm okay with the pace that that is going at? Or if I'm okay with maybe just talking to him and then dating someone else when I want to date someone. Do you know what I mean? Like no one has bothered. No, but honestly, like no one's bothered to ask me. Like I've said to you so many times, I don't even want to date him right now. Like I don't even want to, but I like talking to him. I like our little chats and that's fine. And it's like, it's a little bit of excitement here and there. It's enough to keep me going, you know, and I can focus on the shit that I'm doing in my life. But everyone else is so like hell bent on like, why is he not? asking you out why does he not want you why does he not want to be your boyfriend and all this and it's like but did i say i wanted him to be my boyfriend yeah yeah. that's that gray area that most people don't understand yeah and the gray area is the best because you know what i feel safe he feels safe it's cool yeah i think as long as the people involved know what's going on for what it is yeah i don't know if we do know what it is but yeah i don't think you do know what's going on (laughs) i don't think we know but like you know so i'm just like i'm i'm cool with whatever it is yeah, that's another thing I've learned is like go, there's a go with the flow mentality that maybe uh, is sometimes difficult for me in relationships, romantic relationships, because it's, again, that predisposition to like, it has to step by step by step by step by step. Are you all or nothing in a relationship? I will say like, if I fall, I fall very hard. Okay. So look it in the mirror. But it's like. There is also another aspect of me, which is I don't know how long I will fall, if that makes sense. How many times have you been in love? How many times have I been in love? I've been in love once. Oh, don't say that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think genuinely in love is once. Raj, how many times have you been in love? I don't know. I fall in love a lot, man. Like, I feel like I could fall in love with, like, a character I watch in a TV show and I'll just be like, I'm fucking in love. (laughs) You're in love now. (laughs) How did you know you were in love? I think it was a time thing. You spend enough time with somebody and like, I was also young enough. I enjoyed this person's company. I enjoyed seeing them. I enjoyed the thought of seeing them. I enjoyed all that. Did you wake up thinking about them and go to bed thinking about them? Yeah. But that was, this was a while ago. This was a long time ago. 
I love how you had to add that on the end. He was like, yeah, but it was ages ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's youth or if that's, I think you're more romantic when you're younger in a way, because you haven't been. No, man. I don't know. <laughs> you need to fall in love again. That's it. Come back, come back on this podcast no. the next time you fall in love. I will. I'll let you guys that know. what's going to happen. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Because the next time you fall is so much more deeper and it's so much more realer than that. Yeah, I bet. Because you're just so much more mature and there's so much more you know and you're wiser and it's like realer. And... I'm assuming, again, these are my expectations. Uh, I think that if the next time I probably fall in love, I'll probably just get married. Damn. TikTok. <laughs> this is going straight on TikTok. <laughs> if I... Help me dying. Or maybe I don't because, again, it's not as black and white as it needs to be. Maybe you can fall in love with somebody and just that's it. Whoa, whoa. But that would suggest that uh, it's taking it to the next level because you're yeah, yeah, graduating yeah. and the next time you fall in love. Yeah, but mm. it, the thing is, is like you've actually said that you're you're trying to not think like that, right? That's actively what you're... I'm trying not to think about like it has to graduate, but like then the feelings take over, right? And it's not logic. So then it's like, who knows, knowing me. No, no, no. I think it's normal. You know, when you start talking to someone new and immediately you're like, I'm going to marry him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that is not. Especially when you haven't met them or actually spoken to them on the phone (laughs) or FaceTime or fucking. So what? So what are you saying thank you next to? Uh, Thank you next to the hierarchy of relationships. Shit. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, we're on to your third lesson. One taught me. You have to want to do the work to make any relationship work. It's a team sport, but each player has to show up to practice. Damn. Maybe I'm the only one showing up to practice. (laughs) You're definitely (laughs) the only one showing up. (laughs) Okay, how did you learn this lesson? I think it's just from observation. I haven't been in like so many relationships for me to like actually, but I am a good observer. I can draw connections between things and... But like when I look at uh, some of the healthiest relationships that I have of surrounding me, like my parents or my sister and brother-in-law and now my brother and sister-in-law and then uh, my cousins and whatnot, like all of them are happily married and have been married for a number of years. I remember my dad saying this to me once and I don't know if I'm going to misquote him, but he's like, you know, after a while to some degree that like that passion that you have it kind of dwindles, but what ultimately has to take over is this dedication. And he said it to me when I was like, I was super young and I didn't understand it. And like my mom was in the kitchen and we were just like, he said it randomly while we were in the living room and I didn't get it. But now I think I get it because it's, it's again, it's, it's tied to that discipline, to the long-term commitment that you've, you promised to make for whatever reason. That requires a lot of work. That requires a day to day to day to day work showing up and whatnot but you've decided to do it you said you took the vow you made the speech at the wedding you whatever it is i don't want to say that everything is work and i don't mean that in a negative way but it that's how i see it that's how i see everything everything requires work you you have to show up yeah effort has to be made if you know you're in a headspace where you don't want to show up to it then don't enter that realm in a way. Mm, Hardeep, do you not want to enter the realm? Nah, I don't want to enter the realm. So I love watching shitty reality TV shows and especially dating ones. And I feel like this is where you can see it the most. I see them as experiments. Like, yeah, that's when I see it in black and white. One who wants to do the work and one who doesn't. One that's showing up and one that isn't. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been both of these 
in all relationships, mm-hmm. friends, family, colleagues, whatever. But yeah, it's definitely a team sport. But no, Raj, I'm not doing the work. It's t- it's tough to predict the future because your the context of your life can change. Like you move to a different city, or or you start to understand things about yourself. Like when I was in love, just to give you some, okay, it's just to get personal, I suppose. But like I was in love before moving to LA and then I moved to LA and then my world changed and my perspective changed. And and it was like, it was like a switch. I, I don't know if it was easier to like come to this conclusion because I finally had distance and I was in a new space and I was finally in the trenches of my line of work called Hollywood and entertainment. And now I have to deal with the actual reality of it. Whereas when I'm in New York, I don't. I can live in this make-believe world because I've got all my friends and family around me and I'm 24 or whatever. But as soon as you get in touch with the actual reality, now I had to make a decision. And I think the decision, if I'm to be honest with you, was probably made a couple of months before, but I wasn't conscious of it or I didn't want to accept it or I was just trying to hold on to something because I thought it was the right thing to do. But I was naive to my own honest truth that I'm done with this relationship. And I solely want to focus on my work. It's not a fun position to be in when you're the one breaking up. I th- that's just from my personal experience. I've never been in enough relationships where people break up with me. And that's not like tooting my own horn or anything. It's just like my experience. I would love for someone to break up with me, to be honest with you. And make good content. That's what I think. I read something the other day that Pisces love heartbreak. It's our favorite bit of the relationship. Oh, really? So much comes from it. Yeah, maybe. I think that's true for everyone. Like, literally, there's a Bollywood movie about this called Rockstar. Have you seen it? No, I've heard of it. I like Rambir Kapoor. Yeah, I really like him too. It's like heartbreak actually inspires the best content, whether it's songwriting, whether it's writing for movies, whether it's... Everybody relates to it in some shape. Yes, so relatable. Actually, this podcast was inspired by heartbreak, wasn't it? So it was. I feel that story though. Moving to LA, New York to LA. I feel like that was like me moving to London. I was like, shit. Bye. I probably waited a little longer than a couple months. Oh, did you do the breaking up, Hardy, in that situation? I did. Okay. I'm not laughing. It's not funny. But you know, thankfully, like everything works out in the end, and. And she's like happily married and she's like doing great. And How was that for you to see that happen? Were you like, I, I do so... not want to see that. <laughs> I, I actually have a, I actually have a good relationship with her. So it's fine. Did you go to the wedding? I didn't go to the wedding. Would you have gone? No. Oh I mean, I wasn't invited, which is. I can see you dancing at her wedding and shit. I'm just like, Whoa. yeah, just like. <laughs> which is, this is really weird because she might actually listen to this podcast. Oh, God. But okay, he- hello. Uh, <laughs> if, if she is listening, I'm super happy. For we her. love you. When I saw the sort of, you know, people posting engagement photos or the, the proposal photos on Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like genuinely. I had a genuine smile on my face because I was genuinely Aww. happy for her that she finally found somebody that was on the same wavelength, that wanted the same things as her. And this is something that she's wanted for so long. And now she's finally found somebody to reciprocate that with and to give it to her. And now they, they're going to live a, a great life and she's going to be a great mom. I would want it to happen, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about YouTube. I don't want to <laughs> visualize. I don't want to think of like the... So I'm thinking about sex. I don't want to think about that. I think when once you once you lose your sexual kind of like feelings for somebody, it's it's a lot easier. It's been a long time though, Rahul. How long has it been? Oh, uh, Hadi. Oh, me. Yeah, you. How long has it been since the sexual <laughs> stuff with that guy? 
Shut the fuck up. Ages, <laughs> eh? ages. Years, years. It's years, been years. years. It's been years. You know what you just said that was fucking beautiful. So that gives me hope for us and everybody else. Nice. That's it. That's all I had to say. <laughs> so you're not on any dating apps right now? No, I used to be. Oh, uh, what was your profile saying? I used, I really liked Bumble. So I don't know. I went through a lot of weird... I don't remember any of the sort of hooks that I had. I didn't have many pictures to use, so I just used whatever I could. Didn't you use your headshots from acting? Yeah, which I now realize is probably not the best thing to do. That's off-putting. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. not want that. I would be like, yo, what does this guy think he's doing? Because now when I, if I ever like see a dating profile and I see headshots, it's like, no, that's no. not a real person. But I would try to make kind of funny references to The Office because I'm a big fan of The Office. So like... If you went on a dating app now, though, you'd be inundated. No, I think people might think you're a catfish. They'd think you're a catfish. Like, There's like Love Island people that go on Bumble and they're like on it. Uh, are you sure they're real profiles? I'm not. I, I can't do dating apps anymore. You're just too big? No, I just, uh, it's just too much work. So do you see yourself falling in love with someone in real life, which is even rarer these days? How about you? Do you see yourself falling in love with someone in real life? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's totally possible. Maybe somebody I work with, like a on set kind of a thing. I don't know if I can date another actor. You know, Riz Ahmed met his wife in a coffee shop randomly because, like, she wanted um to charge her laptop at the one charger point that was there. And so did he, and then they got talking. Oh, it's one of those stories. I think in this day and age that I was just like, really, that really happened, really. Brought a tear to my very dry eye. I don't go to many coffee shops. <laughs> we'll see. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, keep us posted. All keep right. us posted. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, what are you saying thank you next to? Thank you next to, yeah, trying to play a team sport alone. Oh, shit. That's deep. That's fucking deep. So I hit you in the... I'm like, am I literally trying to score goals by myself? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) It It sounds really sexual. It sounds messed up. Mm. No, that no, didn't it just sound sounds sexual. like I'm wanking a lot. Like that's how it sounds, doesn't it? I'm trying to score own goals. It's natural, Raj. It's natural. <laughs> it's fine. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We've loved having oh, you. Yeah. Uh, and you kind this of are lovely. like a, a life guru type person. Yeah, uh, I don't think we were expecting that. I think what I was expecting was like just some of the weirdness from the videos. You know, like the that's kind of the best and most interesting part of being. A content creator is like uh, when people know get to hear me talk. It's like a completely different person, which is why I like doing the uh, things like this because it's longer form and like people will listen. Like you guys are good listeners and good talkers, and you guys are uh, you you guys hold space very nicely for your guests. So thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's like really the bad at taking compliments. So I'm just gonna move on. So <laughs> see now you know how I felt <laughs> at the beginning of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take, take it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put it in our Insta bio. <laughs> Rahul said we're great at holding space. I'm going to put it in our next press release. Yeah, we'll do bang. a photo shoot where we're like this, holding space. <laughs> it's just great. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with a fan of Rahul Rai, a fan of TikTok, someone who creates content, or someone who likes deep chats because he got quite deep. Yeah, or someone who just likes to be thirsty because he gets the thirsty comments by his thighs and stuff. Oh, actually, I did go on his... It's, this girl came up, another influencer type girl, who I've seen 
on TikTok and some page is sharing her video. So I was like, oh, I see. She's a real human being. So I had a look at some of her stuff and says she's a model. Yeah. And there's lots of like bikini pics and lots of like yeah. underwear pics. He was liking all the pics. Oi, oi. And I did, you know what? I even did a little test. I was like, I bet he only likes these ones. I was like, let me look at ones of her that she's wearing clothes to see if you like them too. He did, he did. Oh, okay. It's okay. She do not wear money clothes anyway. So it was like, yeah. Why didn't you but find I this just... up when he was here? <laughs> I know, I wish I did. It was, yeah, I was a bit late on this. I literally just found out today. We didn't even find out what his type on paper was. Now I feel like shit. Did we do our job properly? What's your type, dog? I think he said he hasn't got a type. I think he was trying to say I'm his type. Uh, are you his type? No, I don't think so. Is he your type? No. Are you sure? Uh, I don't have a type. I go for personality, so potentially. So did his personality do it for you? I only got a snapshot of it, So, but what I saw was good. And he's a Pisces. Have you ever dated a Pisces before? No, but I imagine it would be hell. But I think I'd understand him. Whenever he was talking, you were like, oh my God, it's like looking in a mirror. Oh my God. It was literally just like, whoa, am I talking to my twin? Maybe he's your twin flame. I don't believe in twin flames. Oh, whatever. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast. And you can do that very easily on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with more shit we want to say thank you next to. Email us or leave us a voice note at hithankyounextpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on socials. We love your DMs. We are Thank You Next Pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and we're also on YouTube. If you want to see our faces and the best bits, that's where you got to go. I thought you were going to say, and our tits. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. (laughs) No. Okay, next week we are doing relationship lessons from Doja Cat's new album. I was actually gassed when I saw her album came out. I don't really ever listen to albums in full, but ever since I've still got my free month subscription to Apple, I am absolutely rinsing it. And this is the first album in a very long time that I've listened to start from like start to end. And I've done that like three times. Okay, I listen to albums all the time, so <laughs> I don't know what to I don't know what to say. But yeah, I was, it's it's a great album. It's a great it's a great piece of work. Um Cantata the Career come on our podcast next. Thanks. Thank you. Next 